Hello, and welcome to the Gridiron Football Podcast. Today is July 9th, 2020, and I am joined today by Max Breeze, a.k.a. Ulysses S. Grant, and Trevor Peterson, a.k.a. Rumham. How you guys doing today? Good. Good. That's it? Good? <laughs> okay, that was it. I, yeah, I'm doing great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll let Trevor yeah. talk. Everybody knows yeah. how I'm doing every week. Yeah. Uh, I said good. I was good? Yeah, everything's cool. good. Got awesome. a little sun, got a little, uh, got the raccoon tan, you know, going Yeah. the glasses. You guys had a good week? Good week? Man. I know you were in Florida. You caught a big fish? No was good. a big fish? Caught a couple, yeah, a couple big fish. Did you get to take those uh, home and uh, eat them? Yeah, we took them back to the boat and cooked them up right there on the on the boat at. Delicious. Absolutely yeah, so delicious. good. So and good. Very jealous. Uh, and you did that in Florida, right? Yeah, I mean, we flew to Key West, and then uh, we stayed. We, I mean, we were on the in the ocean uh, all six nights, so not really in Florida, <laughs> but yeah, in the Gulf of Mexico off of Key West. So know. just a just a little disclaimer here, or just a little question: How many people on your flight were wearing masks? What percentage? Hundred. Hundred percent wearing 100%. masks. Yeah. Okay. You have to. I, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's what I figured. Um, yeah. I mean, like, when they serve, after, like, I guess 100% wearing masks, but not 100% of the time. Got I mean, they, serve, I, they still serve the snacks and the drinks, and then, you know, obviously. Just like the worries for our draft. It's hard to eat peanuts and drink your, uh, you know, fourth of a Dr. Pepper uh, through your mask. Correct. So, so I, I can do can, it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this week we will not be having a um what are you drinking segment i'm going i'm just drinking coffee right now uh this has been kind of a rough few days for me my second child was born carter huckleberry breeze um i've been sleeping at all different hours of the day um and waking up at all different hours of the day so i am actually kind of beat but nothing is going to hold me back from this highly anticipated kicker episode. Um, but let's let's start out with something a little lighter here. Uh, I want to start with Trevor here. Uh, earlier today, you had mentioned something about Mexican food. Uh, here's what I want to know: What's your favorite Mexican food restaurant, and what dish? do you like to order there my favorite restaurant is uh, i would say el tiempo like we talked about earlier um but there's like i put like you said with the kickers there's like you know a couple different tiers i feel the same to mexican food which um i'm sort of an expert on any food um so i feel like there's a gold standard for mexican food which you have like uncle julio's um Gael Tiempo and um sorry my dogs are going crazy um and maybe like Lupe to me is probably is probably up there um so for the but I mean then there's the you know like the down the street hole in the wall ones which are always so good um for the dish though I'm just always fajitas man I just can't fajita guy no matter what yeah because you can eat as much or as little as you want and you could do like the you know like you could do the 
I'm gonna have two tacos and then just eat the meat, you know, if you're trying to chorizo tacos. Yeah, chorizo. <laughs> what kind of tacos? If you're trying to watch your figure a little bit, man, you go two tacos with all the fixing or one, whatever. You got corn tortillas, flour tortillas, just the whole. That's how I like it. I will say, you go into El Tiempo. There's an El Tiempo out here in the woodlands now. Um, it's an Indian Springs shopping center. Took over that that little corner spot next to the subway I used to work at. Um, and we went there for a date night one night and actually I got chicken, beef, and tuna, um, which I want, you know, tuna fajitas. You don't get to see those often. Uh, spent over a hundred bucks and it was nothing. There was like no substance to it. It was just, it, it was very little food. Um, so I, I'm not saying the food quality was bad. I just right. know that Stephanie not and enough. I, we just we looked at it and we were like, this is it. This is all we get for for the price we're paying, and and so you know. Anyway, Max, what do you think? Favorite. I forgot Papacitos, by the way. Sorry. Oh, Papacitos, good look. Yeah, yeah, that's all. I'd say so. We don't have El Tiempo up in Dallas, but um, we do have Uncle Julio's. I'd say that's my favorite. I generally go with fajitas, or if they have any crazy types of quesadillas. Um, anytime you can mix surf and turf. I'm a fan of that. Like all, mm-hmm. all in one thing, yeah. you know, like that's, that's mm-hmm. not something you often see. Um, I, I got to have a conch with bacon and a quesadilla before. And that was conch? fantastic. Yeah. Conch. conch. Yeah. Conch. Uh, shellfish. Yep. Well, I, I thought it was conch. Am I wrong on this? You're wrong conch. on this. I also thought it was conch and I sounded like a dumb gringo at the restaurant. Wow. Like, I don't know. That's, my life has changed on the conch. podcast today. Conch, conch fritters. Quesadillas. If I go to Mexico. I had some conch fritters this, this week. Conch is good food. That's, that's the way to go. So that and then uh, I got a Rosa's a lot. That is Aiden's, my fiance's favorite uh, place to go. And honestly, I mean, it's kind of fast foody, but it's it's solid. It's way better than like Taco Bell, Taco Bueno. No, absolutely not. Absolutely yeah. not. So my favorite that you guys haven't mentioned is a place called Gringos. Uh, you might know Gringos as the, like the Vegas sign. They it has the welcome to this Gringos Tex Mex. You can see it on there on forty five. Um, but they open one here in the Woodlands in the back, um, like down Woodlands Parkway at the very end, next to fourteen eighty eight. And gosh, the prices are good. Um, you know, I can get two meals, uh, some drinks, appetizer, 50 bucks. Uh, but there's one dish. It's the best Mexican dish I've ever had. It's called pollo marisco. Uh, shrimp and crawfish tails sauteed to order. Creamy white wine sauce served atop grilled chicken breast. Oof, with some rice and some, uh, some beans. It is delicious. Yeah, I can get it down with that. Now you're painting a word picture right now. I'm on board with this. Yeah, I actually have some on the way right now. Oh, that's what you got. That is what I got. Yeah, I, I teased you before for the show um, and talked about Mexican food that I had on the way. That is on the way. That is my bring home new child celebratory dinner right there. Hey, um, like you did it. Huh? Yeah, like you yeah. earned this. I did. <laughs> I, I totally said push. So, uh, so, so you got this, I earned it anyway. All right. So, uh, let's, let's move on here. Um, let's talk about kickers. So Mm -hmm. first, first, I want to know 
Trevor, what do you look for in a kicker? What's the one thing when you're like, hey, I need a kicker, what's the one thing you look for? Well, I value – for me, it's kind of like linebackers, right? I love linebackers that get tackles. Right. It's it's point, okay? So I love kickers that don't miss extra points. Mm-hmm. And generally, those ones are on teams where they kick a shit ton of them. True. So you got to look at the top three, I guess. Top three offenses, because usually after that, it takes a bigger drop. Top three offenses generally – have a ton of extra points. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, that's my thing. I, I, I like a baseline. So if I know that a kicker, if a team's going to score four or five touchdowns, they have five points right out the gate. If I get, they kick a 50 yard or 40, whatever. I, I love five points right out of the gate. True. And I know that's a lot of points in a, to score touchdowns, but still that's, I mean, if you look at what Justin Tucker did last year, it's like 67 extra points. I mean, it's 57, 57. Yeah. It's 57. But so the further, further comment on what you're saying in you have a gen, that's a general consensus in fantasy circles on kickers is the extra point and the opportunities. Um, if you look at the top three ranked kickers consensus throughout the fantasy, fantasy community, it's Tucker Lutz and Bucker who respectively Tucker had 57 PATs Lutz had 48 and Bucker had 45. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I, the free points and PATs are a factor. Max, what do you look for? So in the past, um, I think it's, it's been well known that I draft kickers in the last round. I will not reach earlier than that. I won't get Justin Tucker. I won't get the Butker. I won't get anybody else that rhymes with their names. Uh, mm-hmm. But so I did some research this year so that we could, I could talk on the podcast and not just say, I don't give a shit about kickers. Um, and Trevor's right. Extra points are immensely important. So I, I looked at the percentage of like all top 25 kickers of last season and where their points came from. The big thing is extra points for 30 and 40 yard field goals. They don't actually get that many points from their 50 yard field goals because of how many they miss. That's why I know everybody was against my suggestion and the gridiron. So I shut up about it, but the like, 50-yard field goals over the course of the year are not valuable in comparison to 30 and 40-yarders just because, yeah, they make them, they get six points, but they miss them much more often than anything else, and they lose two points for that. So ultimately, if they shoot 50%, then it's, okay, you got four points per field goal, which is the same as a 30-yard field goal. You know what I mean? Like, For sure. Um, so with that in mind, I'm looking for – offenses that score touchdowns for extra points or offenses like on the other end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. So like you look for guys like Josh Lambeau with Jacksonville or last year, Zane Gonzalez with Arizona. They had a lot of opportunities because their team would get close to the red zone or in the red zone and then go, ah, fuck, whatever, we're going to kick it, you know? Um, but yeah, that's, that's my favorite stat about looking up these kickers was that there was stop. There was top the top th- it was separated by the top three that were on elite offenses, and then the next three or five were on awful awful offenses, and they might not even be the best kicker, Chris Boswell. They just always have the opportunity. Right, so, Chris Boswell was on how many teams last year? Like yeah. five different teams because everybody's like, "Oh, fuck it, it's a bye week." Chris Boswell, yeah. whatever, he's at yeah. the top. 
you're right. Well, that offense could not move. It was a terrible offense. So, I mean, that's. But it's it's those two ends of the spectrum, basically. Yeah. It, those those teams in the middle where it's like, oh, we're going to score some touchdowns, but our offense is just okay. The only the only problem with that strategy is those three are separated by forty or fifty points in in the in fantasy points. Well, I also so I did some research on that. Um, sorry, Huck. I know. I, I want to know what you think about kickers too. But That's okay. <laughs> keep in mind, um, I looked at the percentage difference between a top three person at the position and the 10th best person at the position for quarterbacks, huge difference, seven and a half points per week. So if you're getting a top three quarterback versus the 10th best quarterback, who's still QB one in our league, that's seven and a half points difference every single week. Um, running backs, it's 6.7 points. Wide receivers, it's only 2.3. Hopefully that changes this year. Um, tight ends, it's 3.39, which percentage-wise is immense. It's the biggest difference um, just from overall points scored for kickers. Two and a half points. Way more data, though. Way, I mean, I was just, way, I mean, like quarterbacks, obviously there's going to be a bigger discrepancy. We're talking about 170 points versus completely, 130 or 300. Agree. I, I agree. I completely agree. I'm not saying – I'm just throwing this out there. It's a difference yeah. of two and a half points between Justin Tucker – Will Lutz and uh, Butker, somebody you would have to take probably in the top 12 rounds and somebody who's the 10th best kicker who might go undrafted. So sure. uh, take that with a grain of salt because you get, there's no way to predict who the 10th best kicker is going to be. And there's no way to predict that the same thing is going to happen again, but that's just what happened last year. Okay. And I agree with that, but to add on to that, so you say, okay, well, I can get the 10th best kicker and I can get the uh, first best kicker with it and they won't really matter. But the difference in that is that you kind of know who the good kickers are going to be. And you're absolutely right that you don't know the 10th. It could, the guy that you think is the 10th could be the 28th. Right. And ask Neil, do you want the 28th kicker? No, you don't. So to play it safe and to take one of those top three guys or those safe guys, and spend draft capital like Trevor did. I mean, there's a reason Trevor's on this podcast, and I, I mentioned it last year in one of our podcasts, is that he drafted Justin Tucker not one, but two rounds before anybody else took a kicker. So usually in our draft, we have floodgates. When somebody drafts a tight end, it's kind of like, oh, shit, I either got to get on the tight end boat or I'm going to have to wait a long time. Kicker is the same thing. When somebody drafts a kicker, somebody says, oh, shit, they're going to start moving. When somebody drafts defense, oh, shit, they're going to start moving. Um, somebody has to break that floodgate. Trevor broke the floodgate, and everybody was like, that's too early. And <laughs> I'm going to keep – I'm going to wait still. I'm not going to panic until maybe somebody else does. And then nobody else jumped on it. But he had got number one in kickers and never had to, A, move, move, make moves on kickers. He only had two the whole year, Justin Tucker and then the one guy to fill in the bye. I don't even know who that is, Trevor. You know. Yeah, I tried figuring it out today, and I could not. I think it was Dan Bailey, if I remember. It was a Monday night game, and he, he actually had like 14 points or something. Right, and that will, that will vault you to the first, to first place. Um, but, but, yeah, so it is something that you're right. You could take – if you knew who the 10th guy was – you can take him instead of Justin Tucker and be cool, but you don't, and you know Justin Tucker's going to be there. So, um, personally, what I look for in kickers, and what I've looked for for the past decade and a half, does your name rhyme with Robbie Gould? Um, 
those days are unfortunately over. I can't continue to draft Robbie Gould because I feel like he's reached his apex and he's on his way down. And that's that hurts for me to say. Uh, I didn't have him all last year. And so it was kind of, you know. You wanted to draft him though, right? Like Neil, Neil snaked him from you. Yeah, and it was really late in the draft. So I did exactly what you said. I said, nobody's going to want to take Robbie Gould. Uh, he got cut by the Bears, and it was it was a failure um, for, you know, his tenure with the Bears came to the end right there. A lot of Bears fans were upset because they really haven't replaced him. Eddie Pinheiro, if you've ever watched him kick, is a nightmare. You have no idea where it's going to go. Um, anyway, I digress. I'm not going to get into Bears kickers, but uh, Robbie Gould was solid the next year. Um, I had him. He actually helped me win a championship. Uh his stats weren't all that great, but the, the thing that I'm getting at is I like kickers who don't miss. Do not miss. I don't care about the opportunities you get. When you do get them, don't miss. Uh, last year, I really, really, really liked Aldrich Roses. He missed one field goal all year, uh, and he missed one extra point all year. That's who I look at because I feel like I'm not 100% sure how many opportunities they're going to get to kick extra points or field goals. It's very hard to project. You can project that based on offense, or you can try to uh, base that on offense. But how do you calculate offenses sputtering? How do you calculate offenses that get to the 35, 40-yard line and stop? I mean, that's just not something that you can calculate. But you can calculate who can make those. And who's not going to miss those when they get them? Sure. So that's my big thing. And I know I've explained this to a few people, but just don't miss. The more you miss, the lower you are on my list. So anyway, um, one thing I will say is that I rank kickers as well as every other position on a gold, silver, uh, bronze tier ranking. I have very few golds, a couple more silvers, and quite a few bronzes, uh, gold being I absolutely want this person. I'll be devastated if I don't get them. Silver meaning I want these people. I'm glad I will have them. And bronze being that I have them acceptable on my team. If I have a white person or a, not a white person, I'm sorry, a person without <laughs> those colors. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. Whoa. Are we talking about the Patriots kicker already? Yes, we're talking about Royal Western. Um, no, but if I have one of those people on my team, something went wrong. Um, either there was value missed by somebody else. So I got to my seventh pick and uh, Patrick Mahomes on my team somehow, or uh, everybody that else, gold, silver, and bronze tier were taken. Um, so what I'm gonna tell you in this podcast, if you keep listening, if you're not already tuned out by now, I'm going to tell you my gold kicker. There's one. And I'm going to dare you to take him. I'm gonna dare you to take him. You don't know when I'm gonna take him. And I don't know when kickers will start this year, but I'm going to dare you. And it's not going to hurt me because (laughs) it's not going to hurt me because every single goddamn year for the last 10 years, you guys have known I was going to take Robbie Gould. So, and I got Robbie Gould almost every year. So let's just see how this turns out. Uh, We're going to go by divisions. You're going to talk about one guy that interests you from that division, whether it be good or bad. So uh, real quick, Mm -hmm. the stat you're looking for, 
you were you were wondering how can we tell people that show up to the red zone and sputter there's a stat for that believe it or not it's on it's on pro football uh reference i understand but have you looked at the the the, that stat as it transitions from year to year uh i'm just i i'm only looking at last year and last year's kickers right so we, we talked about guys like chris boswell josh lambeau um, I don't know who Cincinnati's kicker was. McManus was up there. Those were the fat, fat Randy Bullock. That's fat Randy, baby. Yeah. So those were the yeah. those were the worst teams by far um, in the red zone. The best team in the red zone was Tennessee, then Tampa, Green Bay, then Tampa Bay. Their kickers did not do so hot last year. So maybe okay. there's something to that. But the red zone is not where you get your points. I mean, maybe that's where you decide because the red zone, you stop on the 18 yard line, you're talking kicking 35 yard field goals for points. I mean, it's good, right? but it's not yeah. whatever. I really do. And you can do say that the majority times. of points aren't there, but I really do play for that 50 plus yard field goal. And I know the leader last year was what, who had like eight, I think was the leader. No, no. Yeah. The leader in 50 plus yarders was eight by Joe. Oh, Prater. Oh really? Raider had seven. Raider had seven. No, yeah. Joey Sly went eight for eleven. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fifty plus. So. Yeah, but look where he was in the points. He missed a he missed a shit ton of kicks. He missed three from fifty plus, three from forty to forty nine. He missed seven kicks. He missed one. Four extra points. That extra points killed him. Can't have that. He had a a bad year, but he made eight fifty plusers. So if Joey Sly uh, had is your guy. If Joe Sly is your guy, if he had made those extra points, made one more 40 to 49 yarder, we might be talking about Joe Sly as somebody should be on, but right now, probably not. So anyway, I'm looking at him in his week one matchup, and I don't know who the hell he's playing. LV? 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 Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to do some deeper research. Los Cucos? Ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, let's move into these divisions. We'll start with. Uh, with the NF or AFC North, Trevor, what do you got? Uh, I mean, that's Tucker. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, it's really, and it's, I mean, yeah, that, especially because other kickers suck. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, even if you put, I mean, that's just the, the worst kicker division. I don't know if that's something to do with the weather. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's something they put in the water. I don't know. Uh, right. But it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's terrible. So yeah, Justin Tucker's easy there. I would I, I like to say Fat Randy. Maybe the I I do think there's a correlation. This might be a stretch, but there's a correlation to uh, rookie quarterbacks that uh, their kickers score a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of the red zone thing, and you know, like obviously Zane Gonzalez was up there. Uh, so maybe that, but it's Justin Tucker. Okay, Max, what do you think? Uh, give me Austin Seibert. Somebody was hot on him last year. I think it was Neil. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has less to do with him, although I like that he doesn't miss extra points, and more to do with that offense and the fact that I expect it to be better. I, you know, Theoretically, it would be worse to have a kicker on a run-first offense because they're running a lot more clock, but I just I expect them to score points. You know, and mm-hmm. their defense. Guy missed five extra points. I'm out. Cybert? Yeah. Yeah, trust me. I had him on my team. I'm, I'm was... looking at the wrong guy then. Either way, whatever. I'm looking at I'll a different Cybert. 
Oh no, I'm looking. This is Boston Swibert. It's a really <laughs> small print spreadsheet I'm looking at. So, right. so Cleveland just was awful overall. But I will say that Austin Swibert was a super hot kicker in that first half um, because there was a lot of times where I was, uh, I needed a kicker and I was hunting for kickers. And I looked at Austin Cyber and I said, wow, he's, he's pretty much perfect. Um, and then why is there, it? Cause he's a white guy. Yeah. A, uh, a white guy won't end up on his team. Yeah. He's not going to end up on my team. No, but, uh, but I looked at him and, and I said, uh, yeah, he's, he's pretty much perfect. He's young. He's playing for a Cleveland team that's supposed to, you know, score some points. Uh, in the second half of last year for Austin Cyber was not friendly to him. He missed a, I think I want to say all five of those extra points in the second half. So I blame Freddie Kitchens. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Everything was Freddie Kitchens' fault. Well, Baker's going to be great. Yeah. yeah everything's going to Forget about last year. Forget yeah. about it. Forget about it. So the guy I want to talk about, um, I have them ranked from top to bottom. Tucker, who is the consistent number one kicker. I know he's third in points, but he's a consistent number one kicker on my list. Uh, he will probably be drafted first. Uh, and then I have Boswell, Seibert, and Bullock. Now, what I want to talk about is Boswell. Um, he's one of my silver tier guys. So Boswell didn't miss an extra point, which is good. He only missed two kicks, one from uh, 50 plus and one from 40 to 49 yards. Uh, so collectively, mm-hmm. that'll lose you uh, five points. So he only got lost five points in the whole year as far as missed kicks. Uh, which makes me happy. He only had 28 extra points for a team that usually scores more than 28 touchdowns. And I think we can agree that about 28 touchdowns. I know. Uh, in, in yeah, in 16 weeks. So you, I think we can all agree that Pittsburgh's offense is going to take a step in the right direction this year from last year. Mason Rudolph is an embarrassment to the league. Um, and whoever the, the duck whistle guy was is no better. So um, I think that Chris Boswell's PAT numbers will increase, and he's a guy that does not miss. So how good is a quarterback coming off a UCL tear that's 47 years old? If, this is if, uh, if, not for that podcast. but If you weren't talking to me about anybody but like – a group of Chris Boswell's quarterback. Chris Boswell. No, I, I, there's a group of five people that if you said that they tore their ACL or had a major surgery on their arm and came back the next year, their pedigree and their history uh, kind of wipes that out. And I would still trust them. I think Drew Brees, Tom Brady, uh, and, and Ben Roethlisberger are some of those people. I'm not right. saying Ben is one of those top quarterbacks in the league but i will say he will improve it'll definitely be better than those yes. the other the aforementioned yes he will improve on the numbers there will i think people like connor and juju smith schuster and deontay johnson and chris boswell will all uh get bumps because of ben rosper sure so let's move on to the next Division here. Let's go to the AFC East. Always exciting AFC East. Max, let's start with you. Uh, yeah, it's exciting as long as we're not talking about quarterbacks, running backs, or wide receivers. Um, <laughs> aside from that, incredibly. General offense. <laughs> I'm a 
my guy from this division that I think will be relevant wasn't last season is a guy named Jason Sanders. Um, yeah. He's the kicker for the Dolphins. So fun fact, if you Google Dolphins kicker, which I did eight minutes ago. <laughs> really? <laughs> Listen, I had, uh, it, I had it written down as Matt Hack. Fill in, Hack. Fill in Hack. Dolphins. He's their punter. Dolphins so. blank. Fill that in. <laughs> so, first of all, they have some interesting names of kickers in the past. They have you, Von Schumann. They have Garo Yapremian. And then, of course, Olindo Mare, who we all know. Oh, yes. and so it makes sense for them to follow all that up with Jason Sanders. Um, what I like about Jason Sanders is the fact that I expect the offense to be better next season, especially with a couple of healthy guys coming back. has nothing to do with Tua. I expect to see fits all season long. And Sanders, for what it's worth, his problem wasn't accuracy per se last year. He's able to kick a 50-yard field goal. He made 60% of them. Um, he missed one extra point. The problem was they just didn't get him in range to fucking kick the ball. Like they just, I, I think they went for it a lot on fourth in the second half. And, you know, there, there's just not much there. But like he didn't miss from under 30 yards. He was eight of nine from 30 to 39. Uh, and then, you know, five of nine. That 40, 40 to 49 is a real bugaboo. Oh, uh, yeah. It really kicked him in the teeth. Mm, yeah. I, but like I said, this is less about him and more about the team. The other kickers in the division, you got Hauschka, you got Lalavasa, and uh, the mayor, who is now kicking for the Jets. I wanted to pick Brett Maher, but I know because I know he's got oh, a leg man. on him. But I just I lived in Dallas when he was their kicker, oh, and man. I just I guess bad taste in my mouth from all the shit that he caught on talk radio. So yeah, it's it's oh uh, Jason Sanders, not Matt Hack. Jason Sanders is my guy for the AFC East. I'm taking Hauschka. I'm taking Hauschka. I'm taking just the. Uh, um, I'm taking the what I believe to be the best offense in in this um, in this division. Okay. And yeah, I know they're in the division with the Patriots, but I know and he missed. He had his fair share of misses, but miss, misses misses. But I, I mean, he's a veteran guy. I mean, and all, all of his misses were from I think from fifty plus. Yeah, I mean. Most yeah, of them. he was one of four. So, I mean, uh, yeah. So I mean, maybe he's not that guy. Maybe, may, and I don't know the conditions of those games. That's probably something you'd have to look at. Um, so, but I, but still, I think the offense. He had thirty extra points. I'd imagine that would jump at least to forty this year. I, I just think that that offense is going to be uh, taking a big step forward. So Hauschka is my guy there. I agree with with the offense taking a step forward. He is one of two guys in the league that lost points on fifty yard field goals. Him and yeah. Old Robbie Goo. So uh, I'm going to take, I rank my guys top to bottom in this division, uh, Roar Rusher, Sanders, Hauschka, and then Brett Maher. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Roar Rusher. Yeah, I have no idea. Like I have no idea. Now the whole controversy over Roar Rusher and his tattoo and whatever, you know, I agree that people make mistakes when they're younger. You may not know what it was. You may not know, uh, you know, what the tattoo meant, whatever. But I, what, what I do know, and I think that is, you know, bullshit, or he may be telling the truth or not, or whatever. But what I do know is that since he has been drafted, he has done everything right. I mean, he's he's probably he's a young twenty-something-year-old kid who just got drafted by a dynasty. Um, so of course he's going to say all the right things. He got the tattoo removed. He, uh, you know. 
has said all the right things that he didn't know and he's sorry and he apologizes and he doesn't want that pressure put on him or his family or whatever. So again, he said all the right things. I will say that his stats, because he's at Rhode Island first and then he got tra transferred to Marshall or he transferred to Marshall. And in none of those places were his stats very impressive. It wasn't like blowing people out of the water, never missed a kick, sinking 50 plusers kind of guy. But when he came to the pro day, he made multiple 50 plusers and almost made a 60 pluser, had the distance, but it went wide right. And I think that's what impressed the Patriots enough to draft him. Now, the reason that I have him up top, higher than Sanders and higher than Hauschka, is not for the extra point percentage, uh, but I think that he's going to come in and do a good job uh, from the 30 to 40 range, which I think that they will be in. I, again, there's not a way to calculate this, but this isn't going to be a team that scores as many touchdowns as it has in the past, and they are going to be stopped a lot in that mid-tier range, giving him opportunities. And I think, honestly, if I had to bet on a team to win the division, it would be the Patriots. And uh, if you're going to have the kicker for the best team, it's going to be Justin Warwasser. He's got a nose ring, right? I just, I just want to go with the 99% of the world, including myself, thought that that was a military like support tet. They're like, I've seen that thing on trucks and everything. And when I first saw it, I thought, oh, that was like a, you support some kind of military. I think even like Under Armour has the damn symbol or at one point did, had something similar to it on a t-shirt. So I'm like. I don't know. That, I'm not going to pretend like I know either way. Swastika, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh, well, but I, I mean, it was enough for him to get it removed. Oh, I'm not saying it was right. Once he figured out what it was, I'm just saying the notion beforehand was that it was a, you know, supported military. That's it. That's what, you know. And As a 16 year old kid, I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know the kid. The first time I thought I heard of him was when he was drafted. Uh, I don't, I didn't know the symbol. Uh, I just read articles on, you know, whatever. And recently he's done everything to do to clean it up. So let's just hope that this is something in 10 years that, you know, we're talking about World Raster maybe being drafted or whatever, and it's just something we don't even talk about. We don't even talk yeah. Because uh, it's just something that happened on draft day. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of what happens on draft day is forgotten. Uh, if, if maybe you all don't remember, but DeAndre Hopkins uh, and another teammate from Clemson trashed a hotel room at Pro Day, and there was actual human shit found on the walls. I do remember. Yeah. yeah. Poop and and how often do you think about that when he uh, led the Texans in catches every single year? <laughs> I, yeah, I thought about it a lot. <laughs> Constantly. Constantly. I mean, I, I thought mean, they were saying, saying "poop" the whole time in the stands. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right. Uh, so so yeah, it's probably something we'll forget about. But I don't have Roy Wasser in the top fourteen, so I don't think he should be drafted. Uh, this division just. Yeah. A lot of garbage. Hey, does the nose yeah. ring not bother you at all? Like a little. Uh, you know what? Yeah. 
does does uh, Beckham uh, does uh, Odell have what? a nose ring or something like that? I think he also has one. So oh, well, you maybe think Kamara's got that little bowl the bowl nose? You know? Yeah, the bowl yeah. Nose. I want the bowl nose. He's gonna play like a bowl. Yeah. But this, this did Dion's jewelry bother you? Dion? Yeah. Okay, but Dion's at, like Rohrwasser. If he becomes the best kicker in the league, Justin Tucker. Dion is it? <laughs> <laughs> if Justin Tucker gets two nose rings in each nostril, I'll be like, well, he's going to make his kick. Like a bull? My, my wife's got a nose ring. I'm, like, I'm going to stay out of this one. That, that, yeah. that's, that's he's, like, he's like, nose rings? They suck. <laughs> and then he logs off. He, he also has an American flag tattoo and a liberty or death tattoo. So I think Trevor's, uh, Trevor's analysis probably holds up. Um, but the nose ring is... That's, really, us. that's us. It's an issue for me. Anyway, here we go. Yeah. Let's let's move on here to the uh, the next division, AFC South. Trevor, what do you think? <laughs> oh, oh man, this actually I like these guys actually. Um, oh, these little guys. These so these little guys. I'm about these little guys. Man, it pains me to say it, but I'm going with the Kaimi, the Fair Bear. Kaimi. That that probably uh, I don't know that I just he missed five extra points, which is anti my thing. Um, he had, but I go to bad. these damn games, and <laughs> I don't want to pick Josh Lambeau, and yeah, Fair Baron. You know, he's got one of the better, probably top three kicker name uh, outside Young Hoku. Yeah, um, so. I'm yeah, Fairburn or uh, I like Fairburn. I think okay. I think Texans will score a lot, and I think he's probably been just working on those chip shot extra points. So the Fairburn. Gotcha, gotcha, Max. Uh, so I liked I liked that Trevor picked uh, a Fairburn because I get to pick Josh Lambo. But I think there's a lot of value behind having a kicker that you can kind of really yell. Like, Huck, I think Huck set the gold standard with, with Robbie Gould over the years. Yeah. You know what I mean? So now you try and match that. You know, so yeah. Fairbairn is a great name to yell. Um, Sunday mornings and you're, you're like, you're looking for, you know, everything's popping off and you check red zone and Fairbairn! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or yeah, like what if you coup. say it in a negative context? Like, Fairbairn! Uh, Fairbairn, yeah, that probably... Yeah, no, it, it sounds just yeah. as good, too. Yeah. But it? nobody's going to go, what's... You know, like that doesn't happen. It doesn't I roll off the tongue. Uh, but you can with uh, with coup. How about yeah, when, you face lots, <laughs> when you face lots? Lots. 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 Serious analysis only. Kicker podcast. Okay, yeah, yeah. so <laughs> Josh Lambeau, the easy, easy yeah. guy to go with here. Um, 12 of 12, under 39 of 9, between 30 and 39. <laughs> Missed one between 40 and 49. Made every kick from 50 plus. Missed one kick all year. Um, also only missed one extra point. What's interesting is he only had 20 chances to kick extra points. That was the second lowest in the league. Uh, I guess Young Ho wasn't their kicker full time. And no. I think Lambo was. So it's just Jacksonville's offense was just that bad. Um, I, I don't have any reason to suspect it would be much better this season, but Lambo, from a percentage perspective, from just a, how accurate is he, how far can he kick it, he was tops. Like he's he's an elite top five kicker last year, and I don't see any reason why that would change this year. So he's my layup pick for the AFC South. Huck, who you got? 
this division has my gold kicker, the kicker I'm going to draft. And it is what I agree with Max. It's Josh Lambeau. I am going to Take draft Josh Lambeau at, <laughs> at some point earlier probably than most of y'all. But he did get dead last in extra points last year. Uh, extra points made. So it, that's one thing where it's like, wow, you got dead last in extra points made, but still, still managed to get number four in, 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 uh, in overall points. In overall points. He, he, Max is right. He only missed two kicks. He was 4-0 from 50-plus, which is definitely good. He had a third of what Justin Tucker had in the, uh, in the extra point category, but only had 13 less points. I just think that what's hard to match is 19 extra points. That is, they won't match that. I mean, even the most sputtering of offenses um, scored in the 20s or even the higher 20s. Uh, if he can get 13, 14 more points and extra points, um, make just as many kicks and not miss. Let me give you some Lambo stats from since he left San Diego. He joined uh, the Chargers when he was 25. Uh, he did miss six that year. Um, uh, he, he missed six the next year with San Diego. He was let go and joined Jacksonville. Since he's joined Jacksonville, he went 19 for 20 with field goals, 19 for 21, and 33 for 34. So he's never missed more than two kicks, uh, one, kicks in, one kick in the other years. Um, he's stayed above 90% in the all years with Jacksonville. Uh, he's definitely the most talented kicker in, I, in this division. Uh, but I will mention that I do have uh, a silver, or I'm sorry, a bronze in this division. Uh, next, I have Chase McLaughlin for the uh, Colts. I think the Colts offense is going to be significantly better than it was last year with Philip Rivers and new weapons and Jonathan Taylor uh, and Michael Pitt Jr. And I think that they score a lot more points. You can see an increase in uh, extra points there. I think Chase McLaughlin is a talented kicker uh, and, uh, and he'll, he'll be good for them. Kaimi Fairbairn's number three, basically for the same reasons. I think that his opportunities will be there. Greg Joseph is the big question mark. Uh, he's the guy for the Titans and since he doesn't really have that much of a history, he was the kicker for the Browns to start out the year last year. I think he lasted two games and was cut because he sucked ass. Um, so there's no telling whether he has a job past week one. Um, otherwise, the Titans' uh, kicking job has been a pretty powerful one in the past. So if Greg Joseph can establish himself as a Titans kicker all year, he may be somebody, but as of right now, he's my 27th ranked kicker. All right, moving on to the last AFC division, AFC West, Trevor's favorite division. I will let him start. I'm taking McManus because the anus, you know? Oh, yeah. The obvious, the obvious choice, Bucker, was the number two scoring kicker last year, and the offense is not going to get any worse. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just I want to highlight McManus because I think that their offense is going to take a big jump. They had 25 touchdowns last year, and um, I think that 
now the quarterback play probably not going to be better, so I wouldn't draft him. But the kicker, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Max, what do you think? Oh man. Uh, I mean, like everybody knows, Butker. Butker is going to be a top three kicker with that offense, just with extra points and their ability to get into scoring territory alone. He's going to be the best. Uh, I expect improvement from a guy named Daniel Carlson. He is the kicker for the Raiders. I just expect their offense to be better. Um, I truly expect them to have the second best offense in this division behind the Chiefs. And I really? think that alone will make him relevant. He played all Ooh. last season. <laughs> makes, makes a lot of field goals. Uh, doesn't miss extra points. Missed two last year in his, in his career prior. He hadn't missed one. So, um, yeah. You want I, them 50 yarders. Get the anus, baby. Well, yeah. Uh, my go-to prior, in prior seasons has been give me the fucking Broncos kicker. I did it when it was Prater. I've, I've done oh, it whenever Prater. it was Anis. Like, I still pick Prater half the time, but um, I mean, the ability Carlson to kick is the a, not obvious choice. Yeah, The ability uh, to kick a 50-yard plus field goal in that thin Colorado air um, is more attractive. I mean, we, we draft people in baseball uh, based on course field because the ball just travels farther. Uh, yep. If you have to kick a 65-yard field goal anywhere in America, the I place you want to do it there. is is Denver, mile high. So, the greatest field goal I've ever seen in my life was mm, was kicked was in so front good. of me. Yeah. Huck, yeah. Huck Tebowed. Yeah, he Tebowed. We got him to Tebow. We got him to Tebow. Yeah. I have the picture. Plus, right? 62. No shot. It was yeah. It was like a 62-yarder in overtime. Prater drilled. At the time, it. was the was the record. Uh, the right, right there. Uh, six one yarder was my Baronis. What a nightmare my Baronis was. He killed me every year. What? Yes, he broke the. I think he had two 61 yarders before yeah. Prater nailed uh, that. He had one like eight field goal week that broke fantasy records. Uh, Baronis had scored uh, 40 points on Thanksgiving. I think it was Brad's kicker. Uh, it was it was a Thanksgiving game. It was like the first game of the day the Titans played, and it was I think it was Titans Texans or some shit. I don't know. It was on Thanksgiving Day, and I just remember watching it, being facing Brad, being like, "All right, is Veronis really on the field again? Oh my god, and he made it again! Jesus Christ!" <laughs> he threw a touchdown pass. It was that was Gostowski one Thanksgiving Day threw a touchdown yeah. pass. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's something we're not going to get into. But but kickers that do things that kickers aren't supposed to do is probably the funnest part of kickers um okay so my my take on this division uh bucker's the obvious choice up there i haven't ranked as my number three kicker the volume's just going to be there whether he misses or not um he's going to have opportunities and he's going to make up those points they're going to score a, a ton of touchdowns so he's going to get a ton of extra points but the guy i want to look at after that because uh again like I talked about earlier, Butker will be taken. He will be drafted. Somebody will spend draft capital on Harrison Butker. So who can you get in that last round uh, at, at a good value that's going to get you extra points and not miss kicks? And and a popular guy to me is Michael Badgley. Uh, for the, no the lads between the bad. Yeah, no lads between the Badgley. Uh, he it wasn't really the full-time kicker the whole year last year. So you don't see the uh, pointage like you would to everybody else. 
but he he uh, did miss an extra point, uh, he, and he only missed one from 50 plus and two from 40 to 49 yards. But I think last year was his first year, so uh, you could see him really take a jump. I know people say this offense is not going to succeed as well as it has in the past, Philip Rivers. Yet the same people who say that are shitting on Philip Rivers this year with the Colts. So it can't be both. Um, either the team is going to advance offensively because they did not lose Mike Williams. They didn't lose uh, Keenan Allen. They, they did lose Melvin Gordon, which I think is a good thing um, because I think Austin Eckler is the more talented running back. Um, their O-line stayed intact. Their defense got better. Uh, I think it really comes down to whether you have confidence in Tyrod Taylor, Justin um, Herbert versus Phillip Rivers. I think the Chargers are the second best team in this division. You say the Raiders. I say uh, the, the Chargers. It's a big mystery. Okay? It's, it's going to be hard to say because I'm sure Trevor Seems thinks like the Broncos. They're forgetting it, yeah. I, I, I'm sure Trevor says the Broncos. So I think behind the Chiefs, this is a big mystery. But I think Michael Badgley will be uh, a solid number two and, and a guy that at least one person will own this year, maybe maybe multiple. After that, I got McManus because I think McManus, like we said, if you had to kick a field goal anywhere, court, uh, uh, mile high would be the place. Uh, and then I got Daniel Carlson last. I, I think the Raiders are going to Raider. And they're just not going to be a contender in their first year in Vegas. And I don't think Darren Carlson's a good kicker overall. Um, all those things combined, it just makes me not want to watch Raiders games. Uh, the guy missed <laughs> one from 30 to 39, four from 40 to 49, and two uh, 50 plusers. He did make one from 50 plus. So it begs the question can he make one from 50 plus? I think Darren Carlson is the loser in this division. Um, loser. Loser. Wow. On, I don't know. That's my guy. Come on. Strong kicker feelings. Let's move on to the next division, uh, the NFC, NFC North. Max, what do you think? Okay, you put me on the spot in the NFC North. (laughs) 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 Uh, No, not that. Uh, I tell you what. So I I, I draft Prater a lot. I'm going to go with Mason Crosby here. Um, And it, it, it mostly has to do with that offense. So Mason Crosby last year, weird stats from short. Very, field. very weird stats. <laughs> Kicking short field goals, like three yeah. field goals under 30 yards. They got in close and it's like, fuck it, we're going I've watched that. I watched that, yeah. It's bizarre. Like, yeah. it's, And I don't know if that's a Lafleur thing. I don't so know many – I, I just remember and, so many Lafleur fourth and one or fourth and three, and they run it, and Aaron Rodgers – Flipping his, you know, his chin strap, and no field goal, not even given the option of a pass. And I think for the first half of the season, Aaron Rodgers was just so pissed at the play calling. Remember, there was this contentious stuff going on that when he called a fourth and one run on the twelve yard line, Aaron was like, "Whatever, I'm just gonna hand it off." Like, I mean, we're gonna see how well this doesn't work. I, I swear, I remember that. Like, I don't know how many Packers I watched a lot of Packers games because Devontae. And every game, I remember that. Flipping the chin strap, piss because of a play call, fourth and one, running it. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, that's definitely a play call play call thing. That's definitely a, a, a team strategy is to just look at the percentages and say, you know, how good are we on fourth down? 
And should we go for it when we're inside a certain uh, point? Because it, it is. It's anywhere that was closer that was the red zone. But they only kicked three field goals in the red zone all okay. year, and he made them all. Uh, so will they change that strategy? Because prior to that, Mason Crosby was a top five kicker every single year. Yeah. Uh, I still think he's he's probably the best kicker in this division as far as, far as skill talent. goes. Yeah, and I I love Prater. I like Dan Bailey. Um, but, you know, the, the expectation is you've got Aaron Rodgers. You should win more games than you lose. In order to do that, they're going to have to score points. Give me Mason Crosby out of this division. Okay, Trevor. Yeah, I, I can't even argue that. I mean, Prater's points – I mean, the offense is going to – should be – I don't. I mean, we never know what Stafford's going to be like, but should be far improved over – I don't even remember the, the fellow's name. <laughs> like, what was the guy at the end of the season that was throwing the, throwing the football for Detroit? Detroit? Oh, um, God. Uh, it was a gross name. It was a – Yeah, it was – Oh, Blah. It was, it was, the, guy from, it was Blah. the guy from Blah. Yeah. Blah. Like, I mean, so I think he's up there because of that. He's got – a ton of 20, 11, 20 to 29. Um, and I mean, Prater's got a boot. So of course, you know, he'll always have some, it's amazing. They even have 35 extra points to, for him to kick and yeah. Dan Bailey. I mean, yeah, he's, I mean, he's to me, he's just a cowboy. So I hate him. <laughs> um, and for, for, so I'm, it's Crosby all the way for me here. Okay. Uh, my first kicker in this division is Matt Prater. Just because, again, I'm looking at opportunities from 50-plus, the big ones. Uh, you're watching a game. You want your kid – I mean, a 50-pluser is a touchdown. You want the, that feeling when they are third and five and they're in barely in field goal range, and it's like they do a flip pass or they run it, and it's like fourth and one. And it's like, don't punt. Just give them a shot. You know, you're like, don't punt. Just give them one shot at this, and you could do it. And then you're you're watching, see who's going to come out—the punter or the kicker. When it's Prater, you know Prater's coming out. You know they're going to try yeah. it. You know he's going to bomb it out. Um, so Prater is is a hundred percent owned at every time. Uh, somebody's going to draft him just because of that. He made seven extra points. He was seven for eight, uh, which I I think is the best percentage as far as volume is concerned, uh, no one uh, that didn't make 100% of their, their kicks from that range uh, had a higher percentage. So uh, he did miss three from uh, 40 to 49, which does concern some people. But, but otherwise, he's pretty automatic from, from the middle of the field. Prater is a good kicker. I think he's, he's number one. Uh, close behind him, this is one of my silver kickers because I don't think anybody's going to draft him is the main reason uh but i would dan bailey um, i i know that trevor said he didn't like him dan bailey it's a personal thing it's a personal thing dan bailey up until uh i think last year or the year before was the highest percentage kicker in the nfl all time uh that now stands with justin tucker uh but and josh langle's number three no big deal uh, but Dan Bailey's now number six after missing a few kicks. Doesn't take a lot for him to drop from one to six. Uh, but Dan Bailey was a hero in in uh, in Dallas, I, and I'm sure they wish they never let let him go because he was automatic. Uh, and if it wasn't for an injury, 
uh, he probably still would be the kicker for Dallas. And if he was a kicker for Dallas, he probably would be drafted top five. Uh, but he's the kicker for Minnesota. And I still think he gets his opportunities. I still think he's an automatic kicker. Um, and he can kick from 50-plus. Uh, so so Dan Bailey's up there for me. Next, I got Mason Crosby. Again, I like Mason Crosby. I think he's the most talented or one of the most talented in the division. But that does worry me. I mean, what if Aaron Rodgers does say, hey, the problem with last year was not the red zone, not kicking field goal thing. <laughs> and we're just – that's just a general rule that LaFleur is going to do. We're not going to kick field goals in the red zone, fourth and one or fourth and two. We're going to go forward. We're trying to score points. If that's the case, Mason Crosby takes a huge hit. I mean, that, that, that could be a 40-point hit um, from, from that range because other people have like 11 field goals from the 20 and 29 range. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, that's a huge hit. Um, and last – and very dead last on my rankings is Eddie Pinheiro. Yeah, um, I skipped it. He, I watched him. Uh, they brought in like three kickers last year. I mean, can we? They're talking about bringing Carly Floyd in. Let's just stop it there. Yeah, that's true. The Bears I would have rather Floyd seen that. that. I would have rather seen that. Well, true. Duh, but I mean, that's the problem. But but Eddie Pinheiro, I, I remember his dad was in the stands, and I think he like sunk that first one. But and it was like from forty something yards, and everybody like jumped on him and cheered. They're like, "Yeah, we have a kicker now." But like, you can watch a field goal getting kicked, and like Vinatieri used to be like, you watch it get it kicked, and the ball was just straight up and down. Yeah, it's like no shot. That's that's in guaranteed. Like, like, oh my god, that that would have hit the the middle crossbar if it went straight up. You know, that was directly in the middle of the goalpost. Oh my gosh, that's going. You you can't see it move side to side. Eddie Pinheiro put like a fade on it. I watched it, I watched the balls go spin sideways that he kicked. Yes. And without being tipped. Like he kicks a knuckleball. His foot going sideways. Like he's kicking it towards the corner of the field. <laughs> like he's kicking it, trying to make it in the upper 90. Like it's it's ridiculous. And if he was ever on my t- I, if he was ever on my team, I'd have a heart attack. Uh, not just from the missed kicks, but from the made kicks, uh, because a twenty twenty nine yarder he tried to uh, bend it like Beckham. So, uh, so anyway, yeah, that's that's that division. Let's go ahead and move on. To Before the we do, East. go ahead. So uh, Dan Bailey, in my opinion, is the second best Ricky Bobby of all kickers, mm-hmm. and that is two first names. Okay. Um, there are four people four kickers in the league that are currently starters that fit that description. It's him and Justin Tucker. I'm going to let you guys uh, figure out the the last two. It's just a little, a little fun Ricky Bobby trivia for you. Jake Elliott. Jake Elliott is one. Steven Gostowski. Gostowski is not a first name. I checked. <laughs> Bucker, not that you know. Name their kid Bucker. Uh, <laughs> how about that, kid, that kid's asking for it. Matt Gay. <laughs> I think that works. Uh, no, the the last one is Greg Joseph. Um, okay. I figured Huck might get that, considering you know his fucking name. But you know, yeah. it is what it is. If somebody's last name is Max, I'd know all about him. But that's fine. It's fine. So you know a lot about Max Williams? Yeah, he's got two X's. It's ridiculous. Ooh, yeah, I'll X's. never draft him. Yeah. It's stupid. I think it's too, too many X's. Yeah. Anyway, love the name. Hate the X's. Let's let's move on. I'm trying to get out of this division. Fine, kicker podcast. Serious analysis only. 
NFC East. Go ahead, Trevor. NFC East. NFC East. Oh my gosh! I thought <laughs> when we talked about. Uh, oh my gosh! I thought when we talked about the AFC East, it couldn't get worse. But dad, what? It. Oh, this is a good kicker. Uh, what are you talking about? Man, um, okay. Um, NFC East. Let's see. Go ahead, Max, if you think it's such a good one. It's a great kicker division. I'm going to talk about two, okay, because you're letting me go first. Uh, number one, obviously, is Greg the Leg for the Cowboys. That's huge. Their their offense is, is ridiculous towards the end of last season, and now they've added C.D. Lamb. They still have two elite running backs, an elite offensive line, even though they lost one of them. I can't remember his name, but he's, he's done. Um, like, that, that's still a great offense, and they – like, Maher was a bad – such a bad kicker because everybody expected, like, okay, this guy's going to get a, a crazy amount of opportunities just because of – how well this offense pushes the ball down the field. You add Greg the leg to this. I think he's a top three kicker this year. And it's, I, oh, I am, come on. I am assuming I don't get him because I'm not willing to draft a kicker in the top. Greg top. hurt the leg, the leg. Right. <laughs> the, the guy's got a big leg. He can kick. He hurt it. it. I mean, come yards. on. He missed eight kicks. Like, I don't terrible. Think, no, uh, nine. He missed nine field goals. Niner? Nine. Mm. Yeah, I don't think he has a hold on the the job just yet. Yeah, I mean he was good the last two years ago, but dude, last that was awful. Missed nine kicks. Yeah, so it looks like almost all of his misses were between forty and forty nine. From fifty plus, he was five of seven. That's one of the best in the league. And then he got hurt. Yeah, and then he got hurt. I, I, it's when, for me. When your only asset to a, a team is something that you have to have it, surgery on. You kick no. ball far. He kicks ball far. Okay, so yeah, he's, he's my no doubt number one. I'm taking that. I'm claiming it. My dark horse pick for kickers and somebody that might very well end up on my team is a guy named Dustin Hopkins for the Redskins. Um, Dustin Hopkins in years past, before last season, was one of two just elite special teamers. Like their punter is also just incredible. Um, it's the Tress, tress way. way. Yeah, yeah tress there's only one way, and it's the Tress way. He, tress to me, way. is the best punter in the league. Um, but Hopkins, the last couple of years, before last year, whenever their offense completely fell apart and they had an offensive line coach take the helm as their head coach, um, was a great kicker. Didn't get a lot, of, a lot of opportunities last year. I expect there to be more this season with Ron Rivera bringing in kind of a new system. Riverboat. I understand that there's not a lot of optimism around the Redskins offense, but I think they fit that Jacksonville mold, you know, where they can just get far enough. Yeah, that's just so hard to pick. That's the problem is that, yeah, you pick either the best kicker or the best or the worst kicker or worst team. And that is just harder to predict because they they very well could be the worst team, but does that automatically translate to him kicking field goals? Pair that with accuracy and what team plus yard range. And what is the name of the team even? How that's, can you pick a guy that's the really even know who he plays who play for? <laughs> it's it's he plays for the DC, you know, the Washington Hoosie Wetsies, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Ooh. It's a mouthful. I'm not trying to trade him though, so it's fine. <laughs> All right, Hopkins is my like. I would say there's a better chance than not if I can't get my number one kicker, who I assume I won't be able to. Hopkins is going to be on my team. Really? All right, I'll, I'll just take Jason. Oh. I'll take Jake Elliott. That's just. 
He's solid. He's on a great offensive team. Well, they should be. Yeah, I think they're going to be. They try to play good. You hope to play good. I think they'll play pretty good. But Jake okay. Elliott's my guy. So uh, this is this is a tough uh, division. So I I like Greg Zerline, but like I said earlier, he is fighting with Kai Forbath uh, for the job. So he could come out of camp and not make it, even though I think he probably will. Um, even if he does make it, they got Kai Forbath on speed dial. So I I'm not sure. I think the Dallas Cowboys kicking position as a whole. Is a, uh, is a good opportunity, but I don't know who it will be, which makes me like, I'm not going to take Greg Zerline, but I do have him tops in, the, in, the, in this division. Uh, I don't really like this division, so as I go down, my number two is Aldrich Roses. I just talked about Aldrich Roses. Now, here is the problem with Aldrich Roses. Um, he just got in some legal trouble in this offseason. Uh, he hit somebody earlier in the morning with his car, uh, left the scene of the crime, ran barefoot, uh, and was all bloodied up. Um, and that's when they found him, uh, uh, at, at the scene. So his hands, legs, and bare feet were covered in blood. Uh, he T-boned, a, um, T-boned another car, a Ford pickup truck, um, and uh, the Giants, say have no comment at this time uh but it very well could come out that uh, that he's not gonna come back he he was like almost automatic two years ago uh and and then he got hurt last year after a few questionable games if aldrich roses didn't get in this hit and run type situation i would definitely want to draft him um if he was the kicker and given another chance for the giants I probably would want to draft him, uh, but again, I'm going to stay away. I don't have a name for another Giants kicker. That's why he's still high on this list, because I had, don't know who it would be if it's not Aldrich Roses. Um, anyway, bizarre story. Aldrich Roses is my number two. Jake Elliott, number three. I like Jake Elliott. like that offense. Uh, no re- real reason uh, not to take him higher than Roses. I, I just... Uh, to invest that much in the Eagles offense with a kicker. And I plan on drafting some other offensive players. It is kind of, you know, too many eggs in a basket that you might not be sure about. My last is by far is Dustin Hopkins. He's right above Eddie Pinheiro. Uh The Redskins are going to be a nightmare this year. They'll be a top two pick, if not the top pick in the NFL. Uh, I, I just don't see that offense moving. Um, and Hopkins hasn't really shown me that he is, I mean, he's a journeyman, so I, I don't really know if he's going to uh, be solid enough to to even make all of his chances, the chances that he gets. So I don't know what, where Max is coming from. I hope he drafts him. Uh, but, but, yeah, uh, Hawkins is down there for me. Um, all right, you had a chance to comment, but uh, we're going to keep moving here. What, on, on Dustin Hopkins? I've, yeah. I've said my piece. I understand okay. nobody else would want him. Okay. Keep in mind. I have a different opinion than everybody else is going to have on Redskins players because I've watched more Redskins games. The what? The whatever the Washington team is. The who? I've been forced to watch more Washington games over the last four years. I lived with a Washington Redskins fan, and that's why there are certain things like I have to watch. Well, no, I I have to. We've got two teams. I got 
I got the Texans on one, I got the Redskins on the other, and I got Red Zone on the third one whenever we've got that set up. And that's why I feel the way I do about Scary Terry. Um, and there really aren't many other players from the Redskins I'd be interested in on Sprinkle. offense, at least. Definitely not Sprinkle. He sucks. Mm. Um, but I've seen Hopkins drill 56-yard field goals, you know, it, not even in, in a dome, like in rough conditions. The guy's got the leg. And there's a lot of confidence around that the team has around him making these field goals. I think last year, it's just, it's one of those years, like I said, offensive line coach came in and replaced Jay Gruden. And they're like, all right, all we do is run the ball. And they didn't make it past midfield most of the time, which is why they had the number two overall pick. So I, I just think it's a completely different team this year. And if Hopkins is able to get in scoring range, he's fantasy relevant. I'm not saying he's a top five kicker, but as a kicker, I take in the last round. He's on. He's on my radar. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's go to the NFC South. Trevor, what do you think? Um, this is the division that I like to think of as um, the kickers that I would be happy with, without drafting them. Uh, okay. We we talked about it, or well, I guess we didn't. Strategy of not taking a kicker. We can get to that, but um this this is like the division this is like the division like i think that like because they're good i think sly <clears throat> i mean we mentioned earlier that he kicked eight 50 plus yarders um you know he missed he missed a fair share of them too um matt gay obviously the boost with tom brady but the guy missed five extra points but it's like he still was a top 10 or top 15 maybe number 12 you know, kicker and points, um, and obviously the Tom Brady boost, you know, that's – they're going to be moving the ball. Um, Atlanta is another one. I mean, that young Hoku is a pretty accurate kicker um, when he came onside on. Onside master. He yeah, onside yeah, onside master. master. And he's, uh, and he's you know, top of the name category. Yeah. Um, so, the, I, I like all of these kickers. Uh, my favorite is probably – the sly guy. Sly guy. Wow. The sly yeah. guy. I just think I I think I think that uh I think Carolina's gonna be okay. And I think thirty one extra points to he should be able to improve on that. Um and I mean the he missed all six of the field goals he missed were from oh he missed seven, sorry. Six of the seven were from forty plus. So I mean there's but he also made sixteen of them, so you know, I just I, I I think he's got the the most potential for points there. Mm. Other than the gay guy. Other than the gay guy, Max, what do you think? So I agree with Trevor in that all of these kickers are fantasy relevant. Um, I think Lutz is the best. Out of oh yeah, so I yeah I didn't even mention Lutz because I, I yeah. he's yeah yeah why not? it's yeah. it's the same reason why we didn't I'm, talk about Kelsey that much. I'm nuts for Lutz, you know. He's nuts, nuts for Lutz. Lutz. Lutz on butts. Um, so speaking of Lutz on butts, my favorite kicker from this division is Matt Gay. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be. So first of all, between him and Young Way Koo, which I know it's pronounced Young Way, but Huck's going Koo. I, I can't imagine if he's my kicker and he makes a kick, I'm going Young Ho. Yeah, like, he's definitely a Young Ho. He's it feels, forever Young Ho. It feels so much better. Just Young Ho. Um, if you own them, you can call them whatever you want. 
Well, that's that's the thing. So he's whoa, whoa, man! He's on we my list. Really got <laughs> yeah. It's like I don't want a white kicker, so I can own him, <laughs> and um, I'll call him what I want to. <laughs> intervention! Intervention! <laughs> Your name is Toby. Anyways, um, so Matt Gay would be the guy I want for you know uh, Tampa Bay is going to be a good offense. It just it is what it is. They added the best quarterback of all time to probably the best receiving core in the league. Uh, it, it's a no-brainer. He's, Matt Gay is going to have a lot of opportunities to kick field goals, kick extra points, whatever. Uh, after that, I understand Will Lutz did what he did last year. I actually think Koo is the number two kicker in this division. Um, he didn't get to play with them full-time last year. He got signed partway through the year. Have you guys seen any of his videos? Yeah, he does crazy trick shots. He's insane. It's yeah. it's absolutely yeah. wild. I'm not saying that makes him a better NFL kicker. It's just you know it's fun to see. Cool, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's cute. So, I, <laughs> but I still I I think he's the second best kicker in the division. I think he's a top five kicker in the league. And I'm not saying Lutz isn't, but I would put him right below wherever he ranked Koo. So, and then Joyce Sly also good. You're right. Uh, extra point issues for both him and Matt Gay last season, and that really hurt their points. But they're like I said, all four of these guys are great kickers. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, I got Lutz up top. Uh, Lutz had a solid uh, year from the 40 to 49 yard range, uh, some 13 out of 15. Um, he was three and two from 50 plus, which doesn't exactly inspire confidence. I don't think that he can repeat his number one kicker, uh, but I think other people think he will. So that's why he will probably go. Uh, if not one, two, then three. Um, that's not something I really want to spend on Lutz. Uh, so I, I don't want to call him my favorite, but he is definitely the highest ranked. I have Ku uh, as my number 13 kicker. Uh, I, I, I think that offense is going to greatly improve. I think Elena will put him in position to make more extra points. And he is very talented. I think that they traded kickers like three or four times last year and landed on coup and were are super impressed by his skill. And I know we laughed the onside thing, but if you can kick an onside kick that well, uh, you're of value because the onside kick is very hard to perform uh, in today's football uh, with the, with the contact issues and stuff like that. So, and I think he had like two of them. And uh, it was, you know, people were amazed by it. So I think Koo's going to be a, somebody that somebody should draft. Uh, and, and he's probably pretty high up there on my list. Next is Gay, who is my 14th uh, kicker on the list and the last one that I think should be owned. Uh, purely because I think um, the Buccaneers are last year's Browns. Uh, everybody wants a piece of the Buccaneers this year, uh, whether it be Evans, Godwin, uh, you know, Brady, some running backs, et cetera, et cetera, Gronk. So they'll score some points and they'll get in position. And uh, Gay is a good kicker for that. Uh, Joey Sly is literally right behind at 15. So all three of those guys in a row, you could exchange any of them. Um, but Sly is super impressive for 50 plus. I mean, I know he missed three, but eight and three is nothing to be shy about and led the league in that, that position. Again, I think this offense kind of stays stagnant. Uh, they're not going to be one of the most impressive in the league, but he will get his shots, and he will get his shots from mid-range and long-range. So Joey Sly's um, a good kicker, 
just not somebody I'm going to jump on just because of the misses. I like people who don't miss, and he, even though he gets the opportunities, he does have a tendency to miss. All right, last division. We're trucking through this. Uh, so let's go on to the uh, NFC, West. NFC West. Trevor, NFC My West. favorite. I've been waiting this whole time for this. All right. So the kicker that I'll have one of two of these, one of two of these kickers for sure on my team. Um, maybe even both. I don't know. We might get crazy. I like how we uh, just give it away. I like giving it well, away. Well, yeah, I mean, kickers, I'm going to go for him or I'm not. You know, I mean, I'm going to go for him, but it is Zane Gonzalez. going to have yep. Zane Gonzalez on my team. Mm-hmm. Um, I, this, to me, is the Justin Tucker, Lamar Jackson effect. The second year, uh, obviously, everybody thinks Kyler is, is going to take huge strides forwards. I think he could kick up to 50 extra points, just like Tucker did last year. Um, he's overall pretty accurate. I mean, especially, I mean, they're just going to score a shit ton of points. That's what they're trying to do. They move the ball as fast as possible. And in order to do that, whether that's field goals or touchdowns, obviously the goal is touchdowns, but they're going to score. And I want, I want all part of it. Um, my second guy is, uh, Liram Hajrulahu. <laughs> Liram Hajrulahu. <laughs> you get it. What are you saying? You get it. Yeah, you get it. Rams kicker guy, Liram Hazrulahu. Um, he comes from the CFL. He is a incredible CFL kicker, and their goalposts are um, narrower. Um, he's got videos online of kicking 77 yarders. Now, these are without pads, um, but, I mean, to be doing that is insane. Just to have the leg to get that there. Um, his name is is uh it goes up there with the names and i think the rams have a good offense um you know it might not be what it what the super bowl team was um as prolific but it but it's still solid and they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna score points um and yeah i just like the dark horse um so i either will draft zane gonzalez before anybody else does or i'll find a way to get liram hajrulahu on my team so you'd spend a draft kick on Liram LaRouge? That's where I would do like the, if, if Zane Gonzalez goes before I, you know, was willing to pick him or whatever, and somebody snakes him from me, then I'll probably wait till the last round or when I feel like I need to, to get Liram Hajrulahu. So Liram isn't currently listed as there. So they have two kickers right now on the Sam's team. Home. Oh, do not tell Sam. me this. Sam Sloman was no, drafted it's out of be. Miami of Ohio, but they also signed Liram Hajrulahu. Mm-hmm. I show three. Oh, the Austin last McGinnis. one is Austin McGinnis. Yeah, they. That's uh, wide less, open. I'm less worried. I think it's Sloman or Hajrulahu. Yeah, it's going to be Hajrulahu. The guy's kicking 77 yarders. It'd be cool if it's Hajrulahu, but I just don't. I, Again, the Greg Zerline, Kai Forbath situation, they have, if he, even if he wins the job, if he comes out and goes one for three at first and misses a few chip shots, guess who's kicking week two? Sam Sloman. Yeah, sure. You know, and, and so when, when somebody brings one kicker into camp, you know that's the guy and he has a leash. When somebody brings three in, I mean, it's like, you know, whatever. It's the same as if quarterbacks, if you bring quarterbacks in 
you know pretty much guaranteed that like Philip Rivers isn't going to get taken out barring injury or whatever. But Tyrod Taylor, Justin Herbert, we know if Tyrod Taylor blows it or vice versa, then the other guy's coming in. Uh, you know, it's just one. It's just it's a tough it's a tough thing to spend uh, draft capital on. Well, that's why I said, I mean, my last pick, it's like yeah. the zero kicker thing. That's why I said, I, I, I honestly think, I mean, that's just me, you know, that's like me thinking Kyler Murray's going to take a huge step. It's me thinking that this guy who has a career 88% field goal percentage it, on narrower goalposts is, mm-hmm. is going to take the spot. He's 19 for 23 on 50 plus yarders in his career. I, the, I mean, yeah. and it's, and it's fun to say his name. So whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Max, what do you got? Well, first of all, when Hard Knocks comes on, this kicker battle is all I'm going to be focused on. Okay. Yeah. Is I mean, small? that might up the if if Harushalu, uh comes out and sinks some sixty plusers. I don't I, I don't see why somebody wouldn't take him. I won't, but I don't see why somebody wouldn't. Often move up draft boards. Yeah, you know? move up draft boards. Uh, my guy stonks. from this stonks climbing. Yeah, stonks. Yeah. Uh, my guy from this division would be jason myers uh purely because i like the seahawks offense a lot jason myers has been pretty steadily consistent over the past couple of years especially uh 2018 when he was on the jets made the pro bowl super accurate made 33 out of 36 field goal attempts also just being on the jets allowed him to kick a lot of field goals but the fact is he made a bunch of them um slightly less accurate last year with the seahawks but Like I said, I I think the scoring opportunity is going to be there. He's got a really high floor. I'm just not sure he has the ceiling that some of the other guys have. He's a safe, uh, I don't know, 8 to 14 type kicker. Another one of those guys that should be available at the end of the draft. So that's the only reason he'd be relevant to me. Huck, give us your, your final kicker. So I got Zane. He's one of my silver kickers. I had Zane for most of the year last year, and I had to let him go purely because of moves reasons, safer moves kids. Uh, and I kind of regretted it. He's a good kicker. He got a lot of opportunities. I think that that offense is high-powered, and uh, he's going to give you more opportunities. What does worry me is that Green Bay Packers situation. Um, Kingsbury is a new age, new age coach. Uh, he likes to run spread offense. He likes to score touchdowns. He likes to put up lots of points. He likes to play bad defense. He likes to play loose, fast, etc. Um, a lot of times that doesn't mean old school uh, third and three. You know, we we miss the the short pass. Let's kick a field goal type thing. He didn't really explicitly show that, um, but as the offense gets going and they start to prove that they can move it, Zane Gonzalez might show that he is not as valuable as he was last year, or isn't getting the opportunities that he was last year. Number two on my list, Robbie Gould. Uh, I think that he reached his apex, like I said earlier, and is on the way down, uh, Vinatieri style. So he will be a kicker for another team, but will be in and out of teams. Uh, if I'm wrong, Robbie Gould is a fine kicker. He's automatic from mid-range. I mean, the guy can sink a mid-range. Uh, but what he showed to me last year is that he can't sink the long uh, and which has been something that he could do uh, in the past. I think San Francisco is going to give him opportunities for mid-range. They're, they're those, that's that kind of team. Um, slow moving, uh, low scoring, 
you know, they could be nine zero at the first half and, and Robbie Gould could have 12 points. Uh, you know, it's, it, it, it's that is what has, you know, attracted me to Robbie Gould in the past. Um, but I just don't think it's, it's to that point anymore. Jason Myers, my third, just like Max said, I like Seahawks offense. Uh, Jason Myers has proven to be somebody serviceful. He's not going to win any weeks, not going to lose you any weeks. Uh, Jason Myers is as boring as it gets as far as kickers. Uh, and then last but not least, I have whoever the Rams kicker is going to be, Sam Sloman, Rajanlu. Um, have we ever seen a hard knocks kicker battle? Uh, yes, with Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay? Yeah, they drafted that uh, – what's that kid who was a head case? I think he was – oh, God, it was a third-rounder Hispanic kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I, I was really high on that kid. Whenever somebody gets drafted, like, the first, second, third round as a kicker, I'm like, wow, what do you see? Uh, and then he flopped horribly. He flopped. He couldn't make yeah. a field goal. He was a head case. Yeah. Um, I think he was out of Florida State. Some, I can't remember. That sounds it. right. It, it would – it would come back to me, but yeah, that'd be uh, it'll be interesting. I, I'm I'm gonna enjoy uh, this year's hard knocks. Let's hope it it parlays into uh, uh, an interesting preseason. Anyway, let's move on to uh, next segment. What I want to talk about before we get into the kickers that we absolutely do not want our team, and please don't be on my team. Uh, the no kicker strategy. Uh, would you ever uh, go with it, Trevor? Yeah, I would. Um, I think. You know, I, like obviously taking Justin Tucker in the fifth round or whatever, because um, didn't work or work, but I was pleased with it. But that's that's the for me. I don't want to be in the middle ground. I guess I do, what I'm saying is I don't want to take a eleventh round pick because I, because kickers are flying off the board for. Dustin Hopkins or what, you know, whatever, like right. not that he, um, I, so I, I'm either going to be one of the top three guys, depending on the positions, taking a kicker, or I'll be the last there with Max or not taking one at all. And, um, I, it honestly, it wastes a move. So there's that, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's 18 kickers that won't be drafted right by math. Um, so yeah, I mean, your chances of like, you know, Matt Gay probably wasn't drafted and he was the 12th best kicker. Um, Randy Bullock probably wasn't drafted. Sly, like, you know, a lot of these guys aren't getting drafted and they end up in the top 10 of whatever points scored. So yeah. for me, yeah, it's either if you ain't first, you're last. Yeah. Max, would you ever not draft a kicker? Personally, no, uh, just because like Trevor said, it's a waste of a move. But I could see a situation where somebody would find it valuable if they're in the last two rounds and they're going, all right, I think these two guys are great sleepers that other people are going to pick up during the preseason. And I'd rather just have them on my team because we draft in the middle of the preseason. I'd rather have them on my team for you know week two games, week three games, things along those lines. Obviously, that doesn't factor in this season because there's either a two-week or a zero-week preseason that's going to happen. Right. But usually, I could see that being a strategy, just not one for me because I care about my moves too much. Nice. Uh, I would 100% of the time take a kicker. 
It is something in my brain that when the draft's done, I like seeing my team whole. Um, I have a very specific draft plan that I follow, especially this year. I think this is the deepest research I've ever done. And I don't think that near the end of that end of the draft that I will be sitting here either a saying all my kickers were taken because I think that uh, somebody like Chase McLaughlin for the Colts, who was one of the guys on there, Michael Badgley, uh, you know, even Dan Bailey are people who won't be drafted and I could take in the last round. Um, so I'm not worried about all my kickers being drafted. Um, and I don't particularly value those 17th, 18th picks. This is, uh, you know, you always have your exceptions, but those, those very, very last picks um, rarely turn out to be somebody that's amazing. It's just not in football. In football, it's just, that's just not something that happens. Uh, you may get some depth here and there. You may get a steal. You know, you got a backup running back, starting running back at hurt. Uh, you know, a receiver that turns out to be a good slot receiver gets, you know, 100 catches or something along those lines, very rarely. But those 18 and 19 people usually um, by week one, week two are dropped. Uh, And, you know, we really don't think about this, especially in in July, August, September. We don't think about moves. You know, it's just like your bank account's full uh, and you're on a spending spree. We don't think about that. We just want wins. We want whatever. Well, when October and November and December come, like moves are in our league since we're, we've started trading them have become one of the most important strategy decisions that you can make in those months. Uh, it's, it's actually been amazing how that currency of moves has developed over that time. And even one, uh, you know, can mean winning or losing in critical weeks at the end of the year. Uh, And so not drafting a kicker puts you in that position. I mean, talk to John Riggs. He trades three moves for somebody he really wants. You know, somebody else trades two moves for somebody they really want at the end of the year. Uh, So, so yeah, that's my view on that. I want a full team, 100%, uh, somebody in every slot, um, and then some depth to follow up. But, but yeah. Anyway, let's move to our final segment here. Trevor, give me two kickers. Please don't be on my team. Um, that would be Dustin Hopkins and Eddie Pinheiro. Please don't be on your team. Like you would draft them if if they drop far enough to you. Oh, sorry. Okay, well yeah. that gives it away for my next segment. Yeah. Um, Randy Bullock, Fat Randy, mm-hmm. and Matt Prater. Okay, Max. Uh, please don't be on my team, number one. I know I talked about him fondly, but Jason Sanders, if he ends up on my team, a lot of things went wrong. He is somebody I would draft, again, because I'm not drafting a kicker until the last round. I'm letting everybody know that. It's what I've done the last three years in a row. Um, but I'm hoping Jason Sanders is, in my opinion, the worst guy I could get at that spot. The second worst guy I could get on that spot, please don't be on my team, is probably Dustin Hopkins. Again, I think he's going to be better. I think he's worthy of – he's going to be fantasy relevant at some point this season, even if it's just as a bi-week filler. Um, But, again, if I end up drafting him, 
a lot of the guys I like ahead of them are already gone by the time it gets to my picks. So please don't be on my team, either of those two guys. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say, and this is weird, but I mean, this is just the definition of the word. Please don't be on my team, Justin Tucker. Uh, please don't be on my team, Justin Tucker, because I have a point where I want to start taking kickers. Uh, and if no one is taking a kicker by, let's just say that point, and I had planned to take, like I said earlier, Josh Lambeau in that round, and you guys decide that, you know, we're not taking kickers yet, uh, and, and I am forced to take Justin Tucker, who's the consensus number one, uh, I think that, that might be a problem. Uh, that says that I could have gotten Lambeau five rounds later, you know, but, but you're forced to take Tucker at a certain point because it's like, wow, no one's going to take a kicker. So please don't be on my team, Justin Tucker, but if you are, you know, it's – that's how the draft went. Uh, in the same sense, uh, please don't be on my team, Will Lutz. Uh, if Will Lutz is on my team, that means that uh, the kickers that I really wanted really, really bad are gone. Um, and I can't bring myself to pick like Chase McLaughlin or Michael Badgley or Dan Bailey over Will Lutz. And I'm spending more draft capital than I really want to on kicker who will not do as good as he did last year. I can guarantee that. Uh, so I know those are odd. Please don't be on my team. They were top three last year. Uh, but when we're talking about draft capital and we're talking about the way I draft. I don't want them. Are you uh, sure it's pronounced McLaughlin and not McLaughlin? No. I, d I don't know either. Every time you've said it, I've thought about it though. But like, at the same time, I know, like, maybe I'm just thinking McLaughlin because of, uh, what's her name? Yeah. I'm so yeah. the angel. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. Um, call him Chase McGee. Chase McGee? I don't, I don't yeah. like that. I won't do that. Just don't draft him. I don't want to talk about him. I might draft him just because you said that. Anyway, let's move on to kickers that absolutely will not be on your team. Max All right, Williams. I'll change. Oh, go ahead. It's going to be me. Sarah McLaughlin is number one. Uh, will oh. not be on my team for okay. sure. Okay. Um, after that, I got to go with Fat Randy. Fat Randy will not be on my team. I don't uh, believe in the Cincinnati offense this year. I, it, and it has nothing to do with Joe Burrow. I've said it before. Their O-line is a train wreck. Their defense is a train wreck. That entire team is just kind of, you know, a train wreck. And uh, I think Randy's a part of that. You know, he's so up and down. There are some weeks where he's just on. He can go four for four, including two for 50. And other weeks where the guy can't hit a 35-yard field goal. He was the same way at A&M. And he's not even fat Randy anymore. He's just regular-sized Randy. So there's no, there's no like, added value no there. Fun. So so pass. Pass on regular Randy. Mm -hmm. I'll change mine up a little bit. I'll stick with Pinero, but I'll change from, uh, from Hopkins to Brett Maher. Uh, yeah, Mar. I I can't. I I don't like him. I don't. I couldn't even tell. He misses a lot of field goals. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I don't like the Jets. Um, I don't want him. I, I he's not gonna be on my team. Pinero and Mar will not be on my team. Not even to fill a bye week. I'll take the zero points. Yep. Uh, my two uh, are my bottom two ranked, and it's really easy. Eddie Pinero. Like I said, it's just not a good kicker. They're not gonna. He's not gonna last the whole year. He doesn't kick the ball straight. 
uh, he, he's like four feet tall. He looks like a jockey, uh, you know, compared to people like um, Janikowski and the, the, you know, titans of the past. Uh, Pinera is just not a guy. Um, Dustin Hopkins, my number two. Uh, when you're watching teams go up and down the field, hoping that they'll get field goals, you're inevitably watching the offense. And I do not want to watch uh, Dwayne Haskins or, you know, uh, Kyle Allen or whoever uh, sputtering at the 50 or turning the ball over in the red zone or fumbling snaps or whatever to ruin my kicker's, uh, you know, day. And maybe I might need those kicker's points or, you know, whatever. So um, I'm going to go ahead and pass on those two. Obvious, Go but, you know. How about a kicker shot then? Okay, sure. Are you writing these down? Yes, yes. So far it is Tyler Lockett over Metcalf for me, which is slam dunk. Can't wait. Okay. Um, Dwayne Haskins is the starter for the Redskins every game while he's healthy for me. Um, And this one is – that Dustin Hopkins finishes as a top fourteen kicker this year. Sure, so, that's terrible. That means he's a, that means he's a starting kicker for our league. God, can we start throwing money on these? You were betting on the Redskins garbage. Uh, uh, sure, yes, I agree. Let's see, where was he last year? Dustin Hopkins was kicker number seventeen last year, so he's got to go up three spots. He's got to improve. Uh, By three spots. That means more ki- – and if more kickers keep their jobs, that puts them at an even more disadvantage. For sure. Yeah, because they're adding more successful kickers. I mean, guys that were behind them. I mean, Austin Seibert, who I've already said I kind of like. Um, Fairbairn, you got uh, Young Ho because he didn't play very many games last season. He had eight less points than Hopkins and played like half the games. Well, yeah, that's why – I told you I love Young Ho. Like, I'm a big fan. I really hope he makes it to the last round. I just the kickers behind Hawkins just besides Jake Elliott just they just don't look like they were stars the whole year and we're just I don't, I don't know anyway Ashka was Fairbairn was I know Gould was but it I don't know I mean we'll see hey, either way yeah. it's on the books I, I'm sure. looking forward to seeing you take shots on the podcast I'm looking forward to you betting a lot of stuff I guess shots on the Redskins dear Lord. <laughs> Um, all right. So this was a good podcast. I know it went a little bit long uh, for y'all, but thank you for tuning in to our kicker podcast. Uh, please tune in next week when we talk about D. Oh, I know you all are going to enjoy that. Um, pretty sure that's Shed, I correct? Uh, I don't know. We'll have to, yeah, we'll have to we'll look have to and research. see. Yeah, I'm going to get back to you. I'm not that. sure who the number one D guy was. I'm sure Neil knows. Yeah, we'll have to get back to that. Somebody knows. Who's on but the again, team. thanks uh, for joining us. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you on After Hours. If we don't, see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Peace.